Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks for joining us on the broadcast or the podcast or video, however you are uh, joining us. We thank you for that. Previously this week, we focused on discipline or discipleship, even and especially in the difficult moments and things that God allows or uses or puts us through in order for him to get us where we need to be as Christ's disciples. We also discuss what it means for Christ to be Lord of our lives as we walk as his disciples in that what rules over us is not our flesh and selfish desires, but an ambition, a passion, or a laboring where Christ, through Holy Spirit and his word, truly claims lordship in our lives. He does so as we surrender our thoughts, our desires, our actions, our relationships, even our motives, every one of them, to his rule, to his word, to his will. It is our loving obedience, our willful surrender, that makes his truth, his desires, his will, then, the ruling passion in our walk in life. Nothing should take priority over that. Now, if you missed any of those messages, you can find them at loveandlordship.com, but don't put the ampersand. Remember, those regular listeners, you know this, A-N-D, loveandlordship.com, and you'll find on the read, the listen, and the watch tabs, uh, videos, podcasts, and articles that you can follow along with. And please respond to, share with others, respond to. Let's uh, let's continue. Thank you for those who do. Continue the questions, uh, the challenges, and the encouragement. Thank you for all of that. You can do that at loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com, because our desire is this very thing we're talking about. How can we truly be uh, sold out, fully devoted, wholehearted, followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, with that said, today we're going to ramp it up by asking the question and focusing on what it means to be holy. Better yet, are we growing in holiness as that is what Christ has imparted to us in the free gift of salvation by grace and in sanctification being set apart for his purposes? That's what holiness, sanctification literally means, to be set apart. And in this case, to be set apart for him, for his kingdom, his will, for his glory. The gift in Christ's perfect and holy sacrifice is free to all who will receive it. That doesn't just mean verbally. That's part of it. But it means in your heart. That means in the change of your life. The living it out requires great effort on our part. As we've been sharing that we move from the selfish desires of our natural flesh to the holiness of Christ and Holy Spirit in us and then ultimately through us to others so they can hear and know and partake of that, believing in Christ for their salvation, walking with him in holiness as Savior and Lord. So let me ask, are you daily, and as we've said many times, moment by moment, inspiring, motivating, or rousing yourself toward the holiness that he's placed within you? It doesn't just happen. It does in the salvation. He's given it to you, but you're an infant. you got to grow in it. you got to mature. you got to develop it. It requires effort, but then we're given the strength to make that effort and make those choices by grace through faith. The gift to make this happen, and it can happen in any other way, is free. The fruit that is to come from it takes great effort, but we're given, as I just said, the power and strength by the same grace and faith that move you to accept that free gift, 
Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 tells us this. For by grace you've been saved through faith. This is a gift from God, not of your own works, because you would surely boast. But don't you know that you are God's workmanship recreated in Christ to do the good works he's prepared in advance for you to do? You see, he gives us freely, but then he calls us to step out into that. And how do I do that? Well, Philippians 2.13 tells us, For it is God who is at work in you both to desire and to work for his good pleasure, and you are to work that salvation out with fear and trembling. In verse 12, you see, we participate in making what Christ has made holy ourselves. This is not passive, and it brings us to today's title, which I alluded to earlier. Shall I rouse myself up? to this. Again, we're in March 18th, if you're following along in the devotional booklet or at myutmost.org. Now, isn't it interesting? I thought, or at least I've heard many pastors and even many more pew sitters at least occasionally claim that all you have to do is say a few words, get baptized, and you're saved. This has left many with the impression or actual teaching that there's nothing more for you to do, which is so far from scriptural truth. The salvation is free, and you do have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. But when, it's in, when it says in the Scripture, in your heart, it means there has to be a change. Your heart is changed, which means ultimately your life will be changed. You see, we have to actually make an effort, as Peter says plainly in 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16. What are we rousing ourselves up to? Peter says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And listen, Peter is simply repeating what Moses said in Leviticus 19.2 and chapter 20, verse 7 to the Israelites under the law. Hmm, isn't that interesting? That should speak to us as believers in Christ that under the new covenant and what he has saved us for and called us to is the same thing that the law required. Okay, so let's see what today's Devo has to say along these lines. 2 Corinthians 7, 1, talking about holiness that we just quoted in Peter, Oswald Chambers uses this text saying, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That means you and I have a part in this. We're called to perfect it. That means to mature unto completion, right? Well, goodness gracious. Now we have Paul echoing Moses under the law and Peter under the blood of Jesus in the new covenant telling us that we have a part in this salvation beyond the free gift. But remember, there's no way that you can participate without the free gift. That's why it's free. We can try all we want, but that's the difference between the law of Moses and the law of love in Christ. The first pointed us to the second. The first covenant pointed us to the second covenant and showed us there was no way we could do it on our own without Jesus. We needed and we have a Savior, but in order to live out our part, He must be Lord. We can't do it on our own, but we are commanded to do it in the grace given to us in Christ and Holy Spirit. Chambers says this, Having therefore these promises... You see, I claim the fulfillment of God's promises, and rightly so, but that is only the human side. The divine side is that through the promises, I recognize God's claim on me. Now we're into lordship and discipleship, right? And there is you can't separate them. You can't be saved so you can live your own way and still claim you're saved. 
Chambers goes on to say, for instance, am I realizing that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Or have I a habit of body that plainly will not bear the light of God in it? This includes satisfying gluttony or lust or greed. Fill in the blank. We do it in darkness, but it will not stand up to the light of God's word and the holiness that we are saved and called to live. Chambers says, by sanctification, I spoke of that earlier, holiness, being set apart, right? By sanctification, the Son of God is formed in me. Then I have to, by his power, by his grace, through faith, I have to transform my natural life, the one that couldn't save itself, that's what the law showed us, into a spiritual life by obedience to him. And remember what he says obedience to him is. It's loving him. John 13, 34. This is what it means to love him, as John says there in 13, 34. If you love me, you will keep or obey my commands. That's how I know you love me. That's how I know we're in this relationship. If you claim salvation and you're living in your flesh the way you want to, and you have no desire, you're not choosing or desiring or striving to grow in this discipleship relationship with Christ, you need to reconsider you see, if we're not choosing to obey him and allowing our flesh to rule over us, keeping us from growing us in, growing in holiness, who or what are we loving? Who or what is actually controlling our lives? What did you get saved from? Chambers says God educates us down to the scruple, the smallest item or tiniest detail in your life. Ouch. Man, I thought I could still hold on to some of those things that I really liked. I just wanted to be on the outside in public and especially in church and doing what they ask uh, that people think so, so that people will think I'm holy because when I sit in church, I look good. When I sing in the worship team or give my money or serve, the, serve in the church, I look good. So that's, that's good enough for holiness, right? Here's what Chambers says. When he begins to check... Do not confer with flesh and blood. In other words, don't go back and say, well, look what I do here and there. Or what do you think about it? Cleanse yourself at once. Keep yourself cleansed in your daily walk. I have to cleanse myself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit until both are in accord with the nature of God. And that's what he's given you in his spirit. Is the mind of my spirit in perfect agreement with the life of the Son of God in me, the Holy Spirit in me, or am I insubordinate? in intellect, in the way I think, and therefore what I do. He goes on, am I forming the mind of Christ who never spoke from his right to himself, but maintained an inner watchfulness, whereby he continually submitted his spirit, and therefore his fleshly thoughts and actions, submitted those to his Father. I have the responsibility of keeping my spirit in agreement with his spirit, and by degrees, by discipline, Jesus lifts me up to where he lived in perfect consecration to his Father's will, paying no attention to any other thing. Am I perfecting this type of holiness in the fear of God? Is God getting his way with me and are other people beginning to see God in my life more and more? Be serious with God and leave the rest happily alone. Put God first literally. That's how he ends it. So let me say this. We've said it before. It's a quote from our book, The Authority of Love, second edition. In every motive, thought, desire, decision, action, and relationship, are you putting God first? Literally. 
This is what it means to be holy as Christ has made you to be. You must choose to lovingly obey in order to live this out. Will you be perfect at it? No, but you can continue to grow in that if that's what you set your heart on in love because of what he did on the cross to save you. Food for thought, let me close with this thought to help you as you strive or rouse yourself up to be holy. The life of a disciple of Christ in holiness is not about perfection, not in the way we see it, everything absolutely right, but it is about maturing in him toward that completion, that maturation, that holy perfection, day by day and moment by moment. Love in action. Regular listeners know this, or sometimes listeners, you've heard it every day. Spend time with God in his word and prayer and listening every day. Begin with scriptures in this message. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. You can choose any scriptures you want. I'm just giving you that as a way to start, maybe. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, what are the areas of your life that are keeping you from living out the holiness that Christ has placed in you? What are the slippages that pull you back into your flesh and away from holiness in the Holy Spirit? Number four, what do you need to do to make sure you are constantly keeping Christ at the forefront no matter what you're facing? What do you need to do to take thoughts captive? 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. There's another great scripture text to study. And then aligning them, those thoughts, with Christ and his truth so that you grow in holiness. Now, as always, tomorrow Friday, we wrap up with Family Foundation Friday with David Walls. Lots of things going on as we wrap up the Kentucky General Assembly that affect us all. So stay tuned and join us. Invite others to do the same. Thank you for joining us. Thanks always for your prayers and to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. At 1245, as Greg Horn and Hope is here, I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.